Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Biomast. Uh, we're glad you could join us. Um, we got a. It's, it's mostly about uh, BlizzCon this this week, but I think that's probably a uh, good mix of stuff to go over. So let's get started with introductions. Starting at the top of the list with Sarai Zell. Uh, I'm Zell. Um, I. I I don't know what to say. He's um, our resident Blizzard expert, which is why we're doing this yeah, show with him. Yeah, that's basically it. I I, <laughs> I play a lot of Blizzard stuff, um, except for Diablo, which I don't care about, and and we'll let you take. Um, but yeah, um, and good job not even mentioning the episode number. I, I noticed I, that. I don't and, even know what the episode I, number is. To be honest, was, that was really smooth. Like last week was just yeah, yeah. Last week was episode I don't even know, and today was. I just didn't even mention it. That was, re- that was really good. I, that was really smooth. It, it actually felt really weird not to say it. Like, I've got, like, that built-in, you know, this is what you say at the beginning, and I didn't say it. I was like, that's really odd. So maybe I'll actually figure out next time. It actually, it, it looks smooth. It, it sounded smooth. No, excellent. And then I ruined it by, by you know, well, plastering over my here. lack of a good introduction we, by pointing we it out. We ruin everything here at Biomass, including our own show. All right. So, so. You are a Blizzard expert. Libby, you're up. Hello, I'm Libby, and I have finally crawled out of the deep hole of reality TV, and uh, I'm able to dedicate my time and energy to uh, not trash television. It's an incredibly long and interesting story you'll never hear about. And uh, I am Bucky Draven. I help host the show, as, as always. Um, and I'm also climb my way out of reality television and the insanity that ensues. But uh, yeah, so Zell, BlizzCon happened, and uh, it went as smoothly as Blizzard thought it would. Probably, what do you think? Yeah, I would say it went pretty smoothly. Um, I think I heard that there were maybe, you know, a couple few dozen protesters outside, um, you know, with signs and everything. Um, but basically, they started their opening keynote addressing it because they knew they had to. But it was, um, I'm referring to it as a non-apology apology. Um, because basically the president of Blizzard said, you know, took responsibility for the response, said, you know, we should have done better, we're going to do better, we do want, you know, people to, you know, be able to express themselves and communicate and, and this and that. But, um, all of the existing, all of, they, they, there were no, there was no commitment to any sort of change. So, the rule against the, you know, having a political expression during that time is still in place, and they did not rescind the you know already once reduced but the the penalties that have been applied uh, are still in effect and so uh, they didn't really change anything they just said we're sorry you're unhappy about what we did <laughs> that was kind of my take it wasn't even we're sorry about what we did it's like we're sorry we made you mad and we wish that you that, were mad at us because that makes us look bad that is exactly what it is we're sorry you're mad hold um, on <laughs> That's really what they said. It's not <laughs> what they it's said. Not what they, it's not what they said. said. Oh right. my god! Because they apologized for it without admitting that they needed to change anything about what they did. Oh lord. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. I'm sorry. I didn't do the research, but that is just oh boy. Yeah. So, um, uh, other than that, all the leaks were um, pretty spot on um, in terms of things that were announced. And what those things were, um, the the first one up because is obviously the biggest one as far as most people are concerned is uh, that they announced Overwatch Two, 
um, in upon which uh, my guest last week, which uh, so unfortunately, this is this is the sad part is um, you will not have heard last week's episode until after BlizzCon. So you won't realize that I was totally right last week about something prior to it being announced that my guess was spot on. Um, but we'll say it here. Yeah, Zell we'll, was we'll right. talk about it. Zell was right. Add it to the show notes. So, um, the the big thing is, you know, is Overwatch is a service game. You know, if you, like, if you've played Call of Duty before and Call of Duty comes out with a new game every year, and every year it's a new game with new maps and new new mechanics and everything, and even if you own the old game, it doesn't really matter because there's nobody in it to match make with because everybody's on, you know, this year's game instead of last year's game. Um, so the experience to playing an old version of a game for multiplayer kind of sucks, which for a game like Overwatch, which only has PvP, um, that's really problematic. And so what, they're, what they've said they're going to do is uh, the two games will share their PvP. So Overwatch... Uh, one players will continue to get new maps, new heroes, um, and and actually share the same PvP experience uh, as Overwatch 2. Um, and of course, all cosmetics that you earned in Overwatch 1 will continue to be available in Overwatch 2 for you if you if you purchase the you know the new new game. Um, but Overwatch 2 will get the the new PVE game modes. Um, I think there's some progression mechanics that they're adding. And there is a big graphical overhaul of the whole game. Um, they're trying to get the um, graphical fidelity of the game very close to what they have in their cinematics. Um, and they a big part of it, I guess, is that they wanted to make sure the in-game characters could represent like the facial expressions that they would need for the storytelling in, in the, the PvE mode. Um, so... You know, my guess is that if if all the cosmetics are carrying over, they're going to have to kind of... They're still probably going to have like a Overwatch 1 version, an Overwatch 2 version, but they're going to kind of have that just increased visual fidelity on the Overwatch 2 version of everything. Um, So, yeah, so if if you play Overwatch 1 and you, you do not do not care about the new stuff, you just continue to play, you're still going to get new stuff. Um, Still going to get new heroes and maps and everything and be able to play with everybody. Um, it's a pretty sweet deal for everybody. The, the guess that I have is, uh, one of the things they talked about is that all the heroes kind of got like a updated redesign. Um, the story is that, you know, um, Overwatch 1 kind of mostly takes place after the Overwatch team has disbanded. Um, and so Overwatch 2 is kind of when they've said, look, we're, we're back. And obviously there was, you know, there's like a... Um, you know, double meaning to you know ending the Overwatch two trailer with you know we're are, you know is is Overwatch back and they're like yeah 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 we're back you know um but my guess is that because they've got these kind of redesigned versions of all the characters those are going to be the like the kind of base skins for Overwatch two I wouldn't be surprised if the original designs from Overwatch one are unique to players who own Overwatch one as well. So it might even be like a perk to owning Overwatch One just for the, the the original skins or something like that. I think it's fair. I mean, you you want to have some sort of legacy, you know? I was there; it was real thing. So I guess that's cool to have a unique cosmetic. So, and I, I got... don't think they're going to stop selling it. You could still buy it. I mean, oh, yeah. especially for discs. So my guess is that it'll kind of 
if this if if my prediction is right and last week's prediction was spot on maybe you might even buy overwatch one as an overwatch two player just as kind of like an over glorified skin pack so and i know we kind of mused about this uh last week but how extensive is this story mode and pve content because i mean overwatch one is obviously a purely pvp game and if all of the stuff from overwatch's Overwatch 2's PvP is effectively identical to Overwatch 1 because obviously if they're, you know, cross-playing, they need to be, you know, equal in all regards. That means the only unique content for Overwatch 2 is the story and PvE content. So do you think that that is going to be robust enough that it would qualify as its own entire game? Or do you think it's going to kind of be like a lot of, you know, first-person shooter games where the story mode is... You finish it like in six hours and you kind of never touch it again. Like, do you think it's going to be worth um, the price tag or, or what? So have you played, have you played, um, did you ever try any of the holiday events in Overwatch? I know you haven't played a lot of Overwatch. I only really played when they, like very early on, like they had like a free weekend or something. So I haven't really done much. Okay. That. So their PVE experiences are all, uh, are, are going to probably be very similar, but expanded from what they've done during some of the events. Where they've had a, uh, a co-op mode, so this is this is going to be, you know, their story mode is still going to involve, um, you know, teamwork. So it's not, you know, you're going to go and do the match, and you can, um, you know, you can go through these hero missions with teams and try to kind of optimize your performance in the in the playthrough and and stuff like that. Now, is that like a campaign, or is it just a series of missions where you're trying to like the high score? Do we do we know yet? Um. I don't know how much detail they've gone into. Or I suspect that it will, you know, it will have like an overarching order and storyline to it, but that you'll be able to just kind of jump into matches in any given one, you know, especially down the road. Um, you know, maybe you'll complete it through once in order, and then maybe you'll just do your favorites or something like that and, and kind of replay for XP and benefits or whatever. They did say that there's going to be like a, a way to level heroes in overwatch 2 which didn't exist in overwatch 1 at all uh, that's pretty interesting because i mean like like i said I, my, my main concern was is that it would be kind of like a the pve is kind of like a side thing you know it, it's it's a decent amount of content but if that's the only unique part to overwatch 2 then what you're really doing is buying a 60 dollar pve pack or dlc um, now, if it's if it's very robust and it, it feels like a full game, and it's not just you know a, a side thing they tacked on to kind of get you to to buy the new version of the game so they can eke out sixty bucks out of you, then you know that'd be cool. Um, well, I just I, I don't trust <laughs> this industry anymore to, to to be you know deliver a high quality product like that. I mean, the thing is though, and this is this is the great part of it is since they are continuing to support Overwatch One and support and improve Overwatch One. If it's not appealing to you or you don't see the value, don't buy it. Just, you know, people who are enjoying the current game can continue to enjoy it and continue to benefit from it. I, I really think this is one of those cases where Blizzard knows that Overwatch is a big enough thing that they need to be more worried about cannibalizing their existing player base than absolutely trying to cash out on making sure everyone buys Overwatch too. No, and I think I think that's fair. You know, it, it, the, the choice to keep them together definitely avoids the issue that we see with like mentioned call of duty where they 
it's like that planned um, or that planned obsolescence where they, you know, we're going to kill the last game once a year and force you to buy the new one. And it's going to transition everyone away that you won't play the old one anymore. So you're, you know, quote unquote, forced to buy the next one. That's definitely not the case here. So I I will give them credit for that. I think that's, that's good. It's of course a a business decision, not just because they're being nice, but I think you're, you're spot on with why they did that because breaking that up and causing that controversy, particularly after they've had a a really rough year, uh, definitely not something they, they want to be doing right now. And I think you'll probably see, like, uh, you know, through Overwatch's life, they've added, you know, certain game modes that, like, wouldn't be core to the, the experience. So some of the, you know, side arcade modes or, like, when they created the ability to make custom matches, if they did something like that to PvP where they added something but it didn't really detract from the main main matchmaking pool i would see in the future them adding as a overwatch 2 feature so i think it's one of those things over the the multi-year run of the game there'll probably be a little bit more that diverges over time but obviously they think it's it you know they think it's adequate enough as it is to stand on its own as a, as a separate title and not just an expansion pack yeah, we'll so see how they price good. it I want to. Didn't Overwatch originally price closer to forty dollars? You, you know, now that you're talking about, it, I think you're right. I think it was it was a lower price point, probably because they knew that it was PvP only, and that they needed to kind of keep it a little bit lower to to keep that barrier of entry down. Is there a free version of that game now? Are they still charging for it? I I mean, it's they still they still charge for it, but it's dirt cheap. And they they go on it goes on sale like a lot. It goes I on think. sale every time anything ever goes on sale. Yeah, because um, they do so, like, the free weekend, and then it goes on sale conveniently at the same time. So if you like it, it's cheap right now. You should buy it. Yeah, I want to say usually the 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 bargain bin price is twenty five bucks. It sounds about um, right. So, you know, and again, they've supported it and upgraded it and continued to add content to it for what a, what is it three years now? Um, and you know, they're, they'll probably do, they'll do the same thing once you get Overwatch two. You know, maybe you'll buy Overwatch two, and maybe you'll wait until the price drops. Um, but then they'll continue to update that game for years. Um, and, and of course, they have a new big cinematic trailer um, thing, which, as Blizzard style, looks amazing. Well, I mean, if Blizzard's good at anything, it's making cinematics. Very good at cinematics. Um, all right, so moving on, so we don't spend too long on anything in particular. Um, this is actually the one that that personally exciting, I guess, um, because despite... The fact that I don't play much anymore, uh, I continue to gravitate back to it. Uh, they did announce the new uh, World of Warcraft expansion, as leaked for a significant amount of time. Uh, it's called uh, Shadowlands, and um, the the best way to describe it is actually uh, to just talk about what is in the cinematic for it, um, because it, it sets the tone very well. Um, so the the big thing that's been going on in the the WoW universe of things uh is that sylvanas who is um blizzard's most marketable character basically right now um maybe other than tracer um uh over the past expansion she got increasingly more uh blatantly evil um lots of people died in the, the world of warcraft universe um and like I, I'm, I'm trying like how much how much wow history do you know do you know any good wow history not really i mean okay. i know the some very basic premises of how the game's set up but in just terms of story nothing okay not at all cool um so wow's like best expansion 
uh, and drew heavily from the earlier Warcraft titles and, and it was uh, Wrath of the Lich King. Um, and that expansion was several years ago. You know, storyline, they killed the Lich King. Um, and But there must always be a Lich King, so they give the, the helm to... Uh, uh, his name's Bolvar. Anyways, so there's a there's kind of a Lich King now still. Well, she go basically the cinematic is she goes and beats beats up the Lich King all by herself after like you know everyone else took like it was a huge giant thing to go after the old Lich King and she just solos him in the cinematic. It's kind of it's it's a good cinematic. It's cool. Um, but uh, as opposed to the original statement, there must always be a Lich King, someone to control the you know raging hordes of undead. Uh, she literally just rips the helmet apart and it rips uh, the barrier open between uh, life and death and everything. And uh, so this entire new expansion takes place in like the, the World of Warcraft afterlife. Most interesting. Yeah, well, and it, it brings weird questions like, you know, what happens when you die in the afterlife? <laughs> So we just hand wave that away. It's it's some mumbo jumbo. <laughs> no, I mean so, I, I that's, that's pretty interesting, man. I think it's always cool. I mean, and I won't get into into it right now, but like Final Fantasy, when they have like expansions where you go to a whole new world, <clears throat> and it's you know it's it's a different look at the same. You know, it's like you look at the same world, but it's definitely from a different lens. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool to to see in, in other games too. So that's that's pretty badass. And probably the most interesting thing here is they've made her, like, out to be super evil through the course of this expansion, and now she's kind of like, well, I'm. this was all for some purpose, and they still haven't told you what this purpose is. So, like, she was, up until a couple months ago, the leader of the Horde, and, like, two expansions ago, the leader of the Horde became evil and had to be killed off, so... People were like, are you just repeating that? And Blizzard's like, no, 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 we're not. We're not We're not repeating that storyline. We're doing something completely different. And everyone's like, it looks like you're doing the same thing. So, but this was apparently this whole lead up to this whole expansion. So, it could be interesting. It'll be is, fun. Is, is Wild's story, like, I don't I don't, I don't want to sound patchy. Is it, is it good? Like, is it good storytelling? Or is it just kind of your to, average MMO quality? Depends who you ask. Gotcha. <laughs> what, what do you um, think? What's your opinion? I... It has its ups and downs. Um, I mean, part of the problem is, like, if, with this current storyline, I don't know how it turns out, so I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Um, I mean, there's definitely elements to it that are, you know, again, to serve to serve the, we're giving you five new regions, and um, each one has a reputation faction. You have to get, you know, your reputation up with each of the five factions to unlock access to their stuff so that you can, you know, you know the usual you know uh, mmo progression chain there you are coming up with a story to serve that purpose at the end of the day um but uh you know some of the characters are pretty good and this is you know so this is actually um they're celebrating it starting in a couple weeks but this is uh the warcraft uh universe's 25th anniversary this year so um some of these storylines are, are very long at this point and their afterlife expansion gives them a uh, convenient excuse to suddenly go, oh, this character we killed off 10 years ago who was really interesting. We want to do something. Well, we're in the afterlife. Oh, so, you know. Geez. That drives me nuts from a storytelling <laughs> perspective. Like, stop resurrecting people when you get out of ideas. Science fiction and fantasy, no one is ever truly oh, dead. God. You know it's true. Just accept it. 
my, my brother and I joke in any game or, or media, if you didn't see the body, like, disintegrate into ash, they're coming back at some point. But see, it's used so this, often. Is, this is an afterlife <laughs> expansion, then. so it doesn't matter. Even it doesn't then, matter how spread. badly they are obliterated as long as they they're die. They're never really gone. Exactly. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, <laughs> God, stuff just pisses me off. <laughs> like it's my pet peeve in storytelling is, oh, we'll just bring back this person because people liked it. Yeah, it'll be great. It's like it, it undo- does all of like the emotional clout surrounding that person's death. It drives me nuts. But anyways, um, no, that sounds pretty cool, man. It, it, what, what number expansion is this for WoW? Like they're I mean, it's like, oh, twenty five years. I don't but it's even been, like, know. Like how um, often do they do an expansion? It, so usually? so it's been it's been fifteen years for WoW um, specifically um, because WoW was actually released, I believe, on the tenth anniversary of Warcraft. Um, they're usually approximately every two years, but um, let, let me let me run through this. So there's the original game, there's Burning Crusade, there's Wrath of the Lich King, there's Cataclysm, Miss of Pandaria, um, uh, um, Warlords of Draenor. Battle for Azeroth. I think this is the seventh expansion, which would make sense. Um, but I could have forgot one because um, WoW expansions become forgettable and run into each other over time because there are so many of them. Oh, uh, the other exciting thing. Um, I guess, well, exciting. Not exciting. Whatever. Um, they are squishing all the levels together, too, because we are currently at level 120, and um, that is, and as they have accelerated how fast you can level through the original game content so that you can speed up and get to the part that they actually want you to play, which is the end game content. Um, they've continually accelerated stuff and they've, they've ripped content out and moved content around to the point that levels are mostly meaningless for the first like a hundred and some odd levels now. So um, they've never done this before. They are doing a level squish. And so at the start of this, at the launch of this expansion, everyone's level will be level 50. And then the new endgame expansion uh, cap will be level sixty, just like the original WoW. Yeah, I, I mean, I can just definitely understand why they do that. Like, it's it's not an issue in Final Fantasy fourteen right now, but like you can tell, it's getting to the point where it's about to become an issue. Where you know you're leveling up an, like an, like a new class because um, in Final Fantasy you can you can you don't have to make a new character for every class. You can level all class with the same character. But like when you start over, like I started like a, like a new new class, and it's like I just went twelve levels and haven't gotten a single new skill yet. Like it, it kind of takes all of the fun out of leveling up away when it's like yeah, it's it's going through it quickly, but the big ding at the end is kind of like eh, okay, I guess I'm not gonna get anything new to level twenty six, so fine. Um, so I, I can see why eventually they're gonna have yeah. to. and they've squished fix other that. things before. They squished item levels. Um, because item levels were getting up into the you know nearly to four digit numbers um they squished uh damage because it used to be you know it was like i don't know four years ago you could do you know a hundred thousand damage with an ability and they're like okay this is getting ridiculous and they squished everything down so that everyone was doing like 300 damage again um but uh they've never level squished before so this is kind of significant and then um and they say that after the level squish, every level will get you something significant in terms of new access to something or new nice. ability or something like that. Um, but then the other thing that they're doing, and and this I really appreciate, I think it's it's going to be hard for them to stitch the game together this way, 
but I think it's going to be really nice is, is so over the course of the game, you've gone from you, the, you know, you're playing, if you start at vanilla, you play through all the expansion content, you are playing through the storyline of world of Warcraft for the last 15 years. Um, problem is, is because of that accelerated leveling, because they're trying to get you through it, you'll spend one or two like quests in a zone and then you've out leveled it. You know, you don't really get to experience the storyline because some of these quest chains are, you know, 20 quests long you never get through it before you're out of the zone um one of the things they started to do is they started to do some kind of they've over the years they've gotten the ability to kind of dynamically match the level of what you're fighting with your level and so they've been able to kind of say well we're just going to have this so that you can pick which zone you're in in the current expansion for example in any of the current last like three expansions, whatever you're fighting in the expansion is the same level as you, um, except for like the very end game stuff. Well, they're doing that over the entire game. So there's going to be a, a, a new player experience from levels one through 10. And then from levels uh, 11 through 50, they're going to, um, and they're using their, um, the bronze dragon flight, which is their time travel goofballs. Um, but basically what they're going to say is from those middle levels, you can pick any of the expansions content to, to level on, except for the current expansion. So any previous expansion, you can start playing at level 11 all the way through. So you can really kind of, instead of, you know, just sampling each along the way, you still could. But they're saying you can really get in depth into, you know, a given storyline and go all the way through it and dig, you know, as you're, as you're doing your initial level run for your character no that's that's super useful like final fantasy's been doing that for a while where it you'll have like your your like leveling roulette every day um and it's like if you complete it it's a huge chunk of experience so you're encouraged to do it to level your classes but what it'll do is it'll stick you in a, in a dungeon and then level sync your level down to that dungeon so it it, it feels relevant for the most part um and it helps keep all that content populated so when new players are coming through they aren't like struggling to find matches on, on low level content because even a, a near max level player is still going to be you know queued into that that low stuff to to help keep it populated but they're also rewarded for it as well so it, it works out really well it gives a good a good experience for um for new players and it allows older players to <clears throat> still enjoy older content they might have like you know you wouldn't be doing normally because you're an end game, but it's, it's you wouldn't want to waste that content either. So they get a chance to kind of go back and experience it again. So yeah, and they do good. some other fun stuff, like they do um, time walking dungeons where they basically um, take a a group of old uh, of dungeons from an old expansion, level them up to max level, and make that an event for a week to you know play the old dungeons at max level for max level loot. Um, so they do stuff like that, but really it's the big the big benefit here is just being able to to stay in a in an expansion for a large number of levels and not out level it so you can really you know play out the whole story of a given area um which you really haven't been able to do for past expansions in a long time just due to the acceler the xp rate that that's you know skyrocketed that sounds pretty cool man it, it looks like they're they're doing some really good stuff to kind of help keep things running smoothly and not feel like that content's wasted so that's that's good to hear yeah and i guess they're actually introducing reintroducing a bunch of old stuff too because it's been one of those like um you know our team's been working on wow classic and we liked it <laughs> so 
there's a there's actually a bunch of classic abilities that have been removed over the years for various reasons that they're kind of reintroducing for for the new expansion uh, i mean to ask you um when we talk about classic we kind of talked about how long it would maintain its player count how is that doing do you know i haven't kept track i do gotcha. know that they're doing their 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 next content release for wow classic is where they uh you know bump up the patch level and add some new you know things that were added during the life of vanilla wow uh soon i don't i don't really pay attention though i don't care gotcha so um you want to cover diablo since i don't care about that either uh yeah that's fine is this um, like mobile diablo or no, they they announced actual Diablo. To uh, they um, actual so, Diablo. They, they, they announced me... not mobile Diablo. Is what they really did because that's all they were doing was saying, "Hey, look, we're not doing that thing you hate." Oh well, don't, they, don't they are. But yeah, so the, this is this is the best part. I, I'm just gonna this is out of order from the list. No, no, but, you're good. You're good. Um, so the the funny thing was is you know last year they got like booed off the stage for announcing Diablo Immortal, which is a mobile game, um, from uh, you know, they're NetEase, which is a Chinese company that's making the mobile version, and um, they didn't even mention it in the keynote at all. They, they, it's it's still it happening. It's, it's still happening, but they're like, we don't want to, we, we, you know, when asked, like, why don't you even mention it during the keynote? I'm like, well, we don't want to take away from Diablo 4, yeah. aka please don't boo us again, just, just cheer for the exciting new stuff. I mean, that was clearly, we made this mobile game for the Chinese markets, and we're hoping we could sell it to you too, and the Westerners said, go F yourself, and they went, okay, then I guess we'll just sell it to the Chinese. Okay, let's talk about Diablo 4. They did actually let people play the new version of Diablo Immortal, but, uh, you know, on the floor. I think they sure. did have maybe a session about it somewhere, but it just, it was very clearly not mentioned during they the keynote. don't want to talk about it. No, the, I... Because the keynotes, for anyone could watch it for free, so that was like that anyone can see, so they're like just the important stuff that we want people to cheer for. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that was probably the only good course of action on that one, because it would, it, there's no, no way they could have worded or announced or talked about Diablo Immortal that would have gone well in that setting, um, especially since, you know, it was such a catastrophe the last time. Um, so as for Diablo 4, uh, so I, I, I think I started playing Diablo yeah. 2, like, a really long time after it came out. Like, a buddy of mine bought me, like, the, the big box that had all the expansions and stuff in it. And this was probably maybe two or three years before Diablo 3 came out. So there, there was a pretty big time gap between those games. So I wasn't, like, you know, day one playing Diablo uh, 2, much less Diablo 1. But, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And, um... You know, it's it's not the kind of game I could play all the time. Like, it, it's good to kind of go through it maybe once or twice. And I mean, I'm usually content to, to kind of set it down and maybe come back for expansion. But for the most part, it's not like a I can grind it forever kind of game. But it, it, it's fun. So I, I do enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed Diablo 3. I, I wish they had put more of the RPG elements in it like Diablo Diablo 2 had. Um, not to be like, a, it has to be hardcore. But, you know, I'm a theory crafter. And the stuff they did with Diablo 3 initially was horrible. Um, what they did when they updated it with kind of their big like 2.0 version was passable. Like it was still fun to play, but it lacked kind of the charm that the that Diablo 2 had. Um, so when they say they're bringing kind of some of those more RPG focused elements back to 4, that's, that's certainly exciting for me. Um, 
you know, there, there's some other things that they're, they're kind of putzed around with, but I mean, that, that's probably the biggest thing for me is trying to kind of go back to form with making it a little bit more like Diablo 2 and, and less like how 3 was structured. Um, so that's that's a good thing. Um, however, I will say that that game is not coming out anytime soon at all because the gameplay they showed was completely faked in. Like, that's just my opinion. Like, what happened is Diablo Immortal happened, everyone hated it, and they would, holy shit, uh, okay, we should probably start working on, on 4. Um, and honestly, that, that presentation to me was an extremely early, um, like, Anthem style, like, hey, we faked this gameplay trailer and let's take a look at it. Um, so I, I don't really trust anything they showed. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for the things they say they want to do. Um, but that game is really, really early in production, if, if you ask me. I think it's going to be a very long time before you see it. Um, probably a good thing, but it was very clearly rushed out the door to present this year to kind of make up for what happened last year with Diablo Immortal. So, you know, it's, it's a damage control thing. I have no doubt that they'll finish the game and it'll probably be, you know, pretty decent. But uh, I kind of had to laugh. I'm like, yeah, sure, you're, you guys were all about Diablo Immortal. And suddenly a year later, you have, like, playable gameplay. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Um, so... You know, it is what it is. It's kind of what I would have expected them to kind of pull out of their ass because if they didn't present that, it, it probably would have also looked really bad because they would have kind of been like, yeah, last year we tried to sell you something that no one actually wanted, and this year we don't have anything to show you what the thing you wish you saw last year. So they, they had to put something out, I think. Um, but that's just kind of what it is. Now, I, I don't know if people actually think this is coming out anytime soon. Um but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. They had to toss something out, right? Because they're all very angsty from the last one. It's like here, here's something. I hope you like it. In the in expected it. <laughs> yeah, people were expecting it, so they're like, ah, oh, we gotta do something. Shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the gameplay looked. I don't want to say it looked just like Diablo three because all Diablo games kind of look the same, but it, it didn't really make me go, oh, wow, I'm super excited for this. It's more of a, yeah, yeah I'll probably give it a shot when it comes out, but I'm not going to be like eagerly waiting at the at the, the doorsteps of the store to pick it up. You know, it, it's going to be kind of a, yeah, I'll, I might get it. Probably not when it comes out, but you know, we'll, we'll see. And, and Livy will probably fall asleep if she tries to play it. Dude, that game is like hypnotic to the point where i think we used to play it didn't help that it was playing on my bed <laughs> but yeah like what 10 minutes in i was already like i'm tired well it's fine when you're like leveling up and going through like the story and all that stuff but it's like when you hit like the end game where it's like the whole gameplay loop is here we're gonna have you like strap on your lawnmower blades and churn through six thousand enemies all at once and there's just bodies flying everywhere it, it gets a little repetitive um which is why it doesn't hold too long for me, you know, past like the main campaign. Like I said, I'll, I'll run through some of the end game stuff, but I, I'm not going to sit there and, and go through Torment level 37 or whatever the hell they go up to now. Um, because it, it does kind of lose its appeal for me after a while, because it does turn into this kind of like hypnotic churning of flesh, which is probably what they're going for. It's kind of the same issue I have with Borderlands 3's end game. It, it, I like the story, I like some of the end game stuff, but after a while, I'm like, what's the point of this? Like, it's just inflating numbers for the sake of inflating them after a while. Did you say hypnotic churning of flesh? Yeah, yeah. 
episode title. Yes. Make sure you write it down. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, Diablo 4, like, it, cool. We'll probably see it in four years, something like that. Um, maybe not that long, maybe like two or two and a half, three years, but it, it's going to be a while. Um, I don't foresee them, especially with all the other stuff they're working on. I think Overwatch is going to be kind of their their focus for a while, and they'll just kind of keep plugging along on Diablo until it's, it's ready to go. But if you're thinking this is coming out like you know Christmas next year, you're you're going to be sadly mistaken. Well, I think a lot of them are probably on standby, waiting to see what software is available. Well, or where I, can see I mean, where PlayStation is going. I'm not saying you know it's everyone's turning over, but I mean. If I'm going to make a game, I want someone to play at least long term or have a good life. Right, right now, now is yeah. kind of that weird midpoint, you yeah. know. No, that, that's actually a very good point because I mean, it's like they're going to do it on console and PC, obviously. Um, Diablo three did pretty well on on console, um, but they're not going to do it on PS four. I think it'll be a, a PS five, you know, uh, probably not a launch title, but it'll be an early PS five game, and that way they can kind of ramp the graphics up too more in line with what PC gamers are going to be expecting um, out of the game engine without having to like totally you know, downgrade everything to make it run on, on console. So I think, again, I suspect it's going to be probably two, maybe three years before you, you really see this thing come out. But yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Looks cool, I guess, but what we saw was kind of meaningless, so we'll wait and see next year, kind of. Uh, I think we can, I think we're probably done with Blizzard stuff. There's only a couple other things that uh, I think they'd want to talk about. I might save my my the, the pistol whip thing for my shout out because that is kind of cool. So Zell, do you want to tell us about the Untitled Goose Game? Have you played the Untitled Goose Game? I have a little bit. Um, it's my brother plays it a lot more because he has the Switch, but uh, I, I have okay. I have pushed the honk button um, a few times. <laughs> so this game has gotten like significant amount of meme attention since it came out um and it is very possibly the dumbest idea anyone has ever come up with a game but it's, it's fantastic and it's it works. really stupid um and i was actually i was reading about the uh you know an interview with developers and they're literally like we're trying we, we were trying to figure out what game we we're gonna make and uh you know we had this stupid idea about a goose and then we're, you know, obviously we put in the list of things we're never going to make, and we kept talking about other game, you know, other game ideas, and and things kept coming back to the goose. Like, like they literally, it was kind of like a, a like a studio in joke, and then they were like, uh, let's just make this, and so, um, yeah, and then I guess at one point they they like posted like a little sample video on YouTube, and they didn't want anyone to think that it it was the actual name of the game so they just called it an untitled goose game and it became really popular and so they they just kept that name too <laughs> so so it has kind of a, a, a dumb origin story um but um so the the short answer is um you're a goose and um there's a village and you know geese are really annoying sometimes they're they're they're, they're always assholes they're they're always where you don't want them they yeah they there was a full attitude and so this game puts you in the village and it gives you a little task list and you're a goose and you have a dedicated honk button um which technically has an in-game purpose but for the most part is just fun to press at, at random times um because y y you'll be behind someone you go honk and they'll be like what <laughs> it's 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 so 
it's it's just blissful chaos um so yeah so i I haven't had a lot of time to play but um, because i'm me i actually don't have time to play any games so this was like the one game i've played this year and i'm really proud of that um i mean if you're gonna pick one you might as well do this that's the thing is bear in mind i had the i had time to play one new game this year it was untitled goose game and it was not a bad decision um that should really be all you need to know um but you know, I played through the the first kind of level where you know you got this task list. You're on a farm, um, and it's like you know, steal the farmer's keys. There, he's literally wearing them. So you know, and you'll steal it, and he'll he'll chase you, and he'll he'll you know take him back. Um, and it's like, uh, yeah, what was the heart? Oh, rake in a lake, and you literally have to drag the rake, and you're a goose. So you know, the rake is large; it's a pin butt to move. And you have to get it in the lake before the the farmer catches you, grabs the rake, and puts it back. Um, and then, like, one of the, the big tasks was, like, to create a picnic. And, you know, he, he's got, like, this task list. He's trying to put everything back to normal. And you have to get, like, six items out of place at the same time. So I'm, like, throwing additional distractions out there. Like, I know he'll focus on this if I you know do this first so i'll do this and then go get something and do that again as he's fixing that and I'll go get something else it's it's just fun it's 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 a really it's a really well crafted game um built on the dumbest concept that anyone's ever come up with for a game i highly recommend it i i can just imagine the developers put this thing together and they're thinking okay we're this scrappy little indie developer we're gonna get like 200 people to buy this game and it's, it's gonna be it and then it just absolutely explodes into this massive meme engine and they're selling copies left and right for everybody and they're just going like ah how but thanks for all the money because it, it, it it's, a, it's a stupid game like it's, it's really dumb but it's enjoyable to watch because as my brother has dubbed it it's an untitled goose game featuring the entitled goose running around yeah. being an asshole for because you can't lose right like it's just you just run around and be a dick the whole time. And that's that's the game, is being an entitled goose. And this company's printing money, and I love the fact that they're they're doing well. And I tried this on a day that um, there are people, you know, there are people over at the house, including, you know, younger children. So I, you know, I needed a game that was, um, you know, I could get away with playing with, with a bunch of other people here. And, and it was truly fun to watch for people, and it was fun to play. And, um, you know, it's it's... 100% appropriate for all ages hilarious I think what I like is just the, the, the meme culture that's popped up around it like people taking Final Fantasy characters turning them into gooses and then reenacting scenes from the game with the goose it, it's just it's, it's crazy I love it and then uh, so right now I believe you can only get it on Switch and then uh, the Epic Game Store because it as with all good things for PC games these days it is an Epic, <laughs> Epic Store exclusive. So I'll just um, try to trigger everyone to the show. I love it. No, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I, I think they're they're probably going to have to put together a, a PlayStation and Xbox release though. I just don't think they have it right now. It's honestly, they're probably like, no one's gonna buy this, so we aren't gonna go crazy with it. And then everyone bought it, and like, well, shit, okay, fine. I guess we'll put it on there too. So it, it, it will do well because people will buy it just for the memes and just to have it. It's like one of those games, like you have to have it. So this, it. this is, and and I think what's what's in, nice here is, like, the reminder is I feel it, it has a lot of the Goat Simulator vibe, 
Except it right. is an actual it is an actual game. Goat Simulator is a sandbox, you know, where it's like we're just gonna put some stupid stuff in a game engine and let you do whatever the heck you want with it. This actually does have a progression. It's like to accomplish these tasks to move on, um, and it's also hilarious. And you know, Goat Simulator was just 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 the hilarity and nothing else. There was no no progression to it. Um, so it feels like a, a a nice step forward for the genre of stupid cast with stupid animal characters <laughs> yeah no, it was it's good and it's good to support indie, de- indie developers when you can so it's it's worth uh forking over some money it's not that expensive how much is it you know um was it 20 bucks i'm looking now yeah it's 20 bucks so i mean yeah <laughs> absolute, absolute yeah bargain. totally worth it it's worth twice that easily hog okay uh, I think we're good on topics. Do you want to move into shoutouts now? Sure, as long as your shoutout is first, so I can spend My some time thinking is first, about it. And, and I can talk about it uh, for a little bit, so you'll have a moment to uh, figure yours out while I stall with excessive amounts of talking. Uh, so, we all like John Wick, right? And uh, We do. We, we, we like VR. And uh, I like, I don't know if, if you've ever played it, but I like Beat Saber, which is like honestly like I, not even I, hyperbole the best vr game out there right I now. i played a game called audio shield before beat saber came out but it's basically the same thing yeah so it, 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 like rhythm games right like rhythm game with lightsabers and it's it's a lot of fun and uh i play on my, my psvr quite often it's it's a good workout if i want to get cardio without just running on a treadmill it kind of works the upper body too which is good but uh so someone said hey what if we combine biomass favorite things by making a John Wick VR Beat Saber game, and we call it Pistol Whip. And uh, it, it, I haven't been as excited for a VR game like since Beat Saber, because I love rhythm games, and this is amazing. So basically, you are a guy with a gun, like many VR games, and you're just kind of like sliding forward through this uh, this like environment, right? Like, like It's like a, like a long hallway, pretty much, with like cover and stuff that you're passing by. You're obviously standing still, but let's assume you're walking, or your character's walking. And music is playing, and you basically have to use your gun to shoot people that come on the screen, but you're shooting them to the rhythm of the music. And different enemies have different, uh, you know, health pools. So you gotta shoot some once, some twice, sometimes four times. Um, and I think they, they describe it as like a symphony of bullets. And if the, the, the premise doesn't sound exciting, watch like the gameplay trailer for it. And I was just like, I need this. I need this bad. Um, it, it looks really, really fun. Like you, you're basically playing Beat Saber, but you're John Wick and you're shooting people. Uh, it, it looks really, really cool. So I, I really want this. Um, it, it's either coming out very soon or it's already out for Oculus uh, and, and, and Vive. And they are actively working on a PSVR version of it like once the game releases. So. You know, it shouldn't be too long. It'll be on all platforms. So I will definitely get this when it comes out because, again, I love VR games and I love uh, rhythm games. So it looks really good. So my shout out is to Pistol Whip, and I will get a link to that video in the description. That looks pretty cool. I'd, I'd, I'd go for that. That'd be, that might be something to break out the vibe for. Um, all right. So uh, I do have a shout out. Um, my shout out is to Facebook's new corporate logo where they took the word Facebook that is traditionally in lowercase and they put it in all caps and they wrote, and I kid you not, 
a design blog about their decisions in designing the Facebook corporate logo font. It's what? time for them to grow up, right? So their letters should reflect their don't, uppercasing don't, no, their no, business no, don't, model. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 just, just. We're all growing up now. Our logo should be too. Like they seriously, they talk about like, it, it's just like the word Facebook, all caps. And then the, their blogs, like, you know, the subtle cur curvature on the letter K and, and you know, like the font Basically. nerds are, font nerds are terrifying. They get into like angles of of parts of letters it's, and how important yeah. it is and i'm like nobody's gonna notice that they're gonna notice you 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 wrote the word facebook in all caps they're gonna notice that they took some of the main colors from the instagram logo now that they're like besties and like they, they stole used, the hex codes they used all caps with the perfect spacing and non-aliasing font and i'm pretty sure it took them a year to come up with this it, it, it's it's basically we spent 15 billion dollars on this font and we need to have something more than just the font so let's write a dev blog about it my my favorite thing was i saw someone's tweet on it where they said facebook's logo is the sort of thing where like if you asked for a logo on fiverr and this is what they gave you fiverr would give you your five dollars <laughs> oh, back shit. oh no <laughs> but it's just but, wrong but, but this is right. almost certainly something that facebook spent like tens of thousands of dollars doing I, 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 can you imagine like the competition for companies to, to get that bid because everyone wants to go i designed facebook's logo even if you hate it you still get to the company that designed facebook's logo and that's like a big deal it really is it's ridiculous but yeah okay uh Libby, you're up all right my shadow is a pokey all right. He's been wanting to be on the mic to say hi to Pokey, so the shout out is dedicated to Pokey and Oh, that's that's worse than Rickrolling us. Come on. <laughs> he's he's just dancing like he's, he's he feels the rhythm but he has none. He has no rhythm, but he really tries. All right. Thank you buddy. Can you say goodnight? No, why? Okay. Give me good night to Baby Shark. Yes. <laughs> we are experiencing child aggro because it's past the child's bedtime. Oh, he is all up in the mic. It is time for him to go to bed. All right. And it's time for us to go. So, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you want to be on the show or want us to cover any particular topics, head over to biomass.com and give us a ring. We'll be more than happy to accommodate you. But that being said, thank you for joining, and we will see you next week.